Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing this week? What has been going on? I literally just had an insane malfunction with my microphone and it scared the living daylights out of me. For some reason, I just couldn't hear anything and I was like, you know, in my head I was like, maybe I'm thinking about why and how I can improve the podcast. And side note, I would love to know your guys' ideas on that. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I should get a new microphone to help with the sound and I actually think the sound is pretty good but maybe I should have a look to see what else is out there and see if I can improve this because my microphone that I currently have is amazing but I've had it I think it was like £100 or something it wasn't very expensive but it's really good and I've had it for probably over three years now so it is definitely getting a bit old and I was looking at the uh, wire and it was like kind of looking not great so I think, I don't know, have a look, but it basically just, and after that thought, I just decided not to work and I couldn't hear any sound and it wasn't connecting to my laptop. So let's hope that the microphone is going to last uh, for me. <laughs> but if not, maybe I'll get a new one. But let me know what you actually think uh, to improve the podcast. If there's certain things that you think would be better, more guests, different topics, wh- whatever it kind of is, even if you think, you know, maybe new microphone or new something it would be amazing to hear your thoughts on it because I love the podcast and I would love to reach more people and improve and improve and improve and make it really really great but anyway hello how are we doing today I'm going to be talking a little bit about cardio versus weight training and why you need to do both and particularly I don't really focus much on fitness in like a massive way on the podcast I would say I talk mostly about nutrition wellness life and uh, fitness is also important in there as well but I do talk about it less and I put up a poll on my Instagram kind of wondering what people were wanting to listen to and quite a lot of you guys were talking about fitness and uh, wanting to to know more about that. So today I have a podcast episode for you that is going to be looking at exactly that. And I've talked about this type of thing before, but a long time ago on the podcast, it definitely deserves a spotlight again, and as well, how important this topic is. And it feels quite topical in my life as well, because if you are following me on Instagram, you might see that I have posted a little, I posted a random story a couple weeks ago saying that I may or may not be training for something. Did I, did I tell you guys that on last week's podcast? I can't remember. So next week, I might have a very, very interesting podcast for you all with a little update with a guest, but stay tuned because it might not happen. So don't get excited, but let's hope it does happen. And I will be training for something, but let's see. We're doing a little trial just now. But today I'm going to be talking about both of these things and kind of all the different elements of fitness and why it is so critical and how much, what's the importance, is it exactly what you think we're going to be talking about at all today. So what is cardio? What is weight training? What do I mean by that? And what are the benefits? And if you are someone who trains a lot or if you're someone who's maybe interested in getting more into fitness, this video is for you. It's for anyone really interested in fitness in any way or becoming healthier in any way. And I think, first of all, I'll start by saying you can't really have nutrition without fitness in health or, you know, the other way around. I couldn't pinpoint something to you 
that would be, you know, focus on this and don't do anything else. It doesn't really work like that. It's two sides of a very important scale. You need both healthy eating and fitness and movement to be healthy, as well as a bunch of other things. And I'd actually probably say tip of the scale there is sleep. No point doing anything if you're not getting enough sleep. Uh, But that is a totally different topic. And if you are interested in uh, the benefits of sleep and the importance of sleep for health, I do have a podcast on that. I'll link it below. But cardio and weight training are two of the main components of the fitness uh, kind of word that we perceive. And you'll find people that probably do just cardio, just strength training, and less people that do both. (laughs) And I think maybe people find the sport that they love and they run with that, (laughs) pun intended. Uh, They run with that and uh, commit to that and trying to improve in that. And I think that's super important. I think that's a fantastic way of living. If you love a sport, if you love exercising in a particular way, 100% lean into that but unfortunately there isn't one sport that's going to do everything for you most of the time when it comes to fitness we need lots of different kinds of movement and different durations with different weights or or no weights and things like that to actually make a difference and if you're new to the podcast I am also a personal trainer as well as a registered nutritionist so I am qualified to talk about fitness as a whole specifically with uh, strength training and as well half of my degree was a sports science degree. So we know a lot about fitness here and it's so sad that I don't talk about it enough. I don't know why. I think there's so much more to discuss when it comes to nutrition over uh, fitness. I think fitness, sports, all of that is very straight to the point. It's not, you know, super chatty. Like you kind of, we kind of just know the facts when it comes to certain fitness, sport related things and how much and how often we should do. Uh, There is, of course, an entire scientific community that is sports science that look at very specific parts of fitness Uh, but there's a lot of things that we do know about sport about movement that is so important and I feel like there's just way more things to debate around nutrition and there's so many more elements of nutrition to discuss but I don't know that could just be my perception but I think I mean fitness sport all of that is a huge part of my life if you want to know Maybe I'll tell you guys a little bit about my current training uh, as well as talking about cardio versus weight training. Yeah, let's do that. Let's add a little bit. I plan all my podcasts before I talk about them. Sometimes I just add things in uh, just because in the in the moment I realized, you know, maybe that'd be quite good. So let's go and talk about cardio first. So what you're thinking about cardio is, you know, running, swimming, cycling, rowing, what else, dancing hiking even things like circuit training so you might see in some gyms they do like circuit classes even things like that and jump ropes things like that that get your heart rate up that's really what we're talking about when it comes to cardio and don't get me wrong with strength training or resistance training you can also get your heart rate up uh, definitely but it's not primarily cardiovascular based exercise it's primarily primarily Uh, muscular endurance or muscular strength or that type of thing Um, or you could also do uh, muscular power things like that there's a lot of different elements to strength training that may have slight elements of cardio but it's not the primary thing 
that's not why people necessarily do strength training, but people do loads of different kinds of training and it works for them in different ways. But primarily we have both cardio and resistance training and they're all quite separate in different ways. But there are sports that kind of... kind of go back and forward between cardio and resistance training and they're not super stuck to just one or the other but of course there's also sports and training and different types of movement that are very much one or the other like running and going to the gym they're very much running is so cardio and just going to the gym and doing resistance training is hugely resistance strength-based activity so that's the type of thing that we're thinking about there's probably more definitely more types of cardio that I've not mentioned there even things like the elliptical or treadmills cross training even the things in the gym that are based on cardio will 100% be cardio as well but mainly cardio will get your heart rate up it will help you and you'll probably notice that you're struggling to talk or your breathing is faster Uh, there's a very distinct difference between those types of training and some might even argue that cardio is more difficult (laughs) it probably is in different ways uh, but cardio can be very difficult a lot of people don't do it for that reason is that it is hard it's usually over long periods of time and it takes a lot of commitment to get better at whereas the gym I think can be a little bit more enjoyable in some ways you push for maybe a minute or less on a on an exercise you move on to the second set you get big breaks things like that but they're very different training and they're both very very important and I want to stress that massively it's not just about picking one and going with it if you like it it's really about trying to implement a bunch of different types of training into your routine that you love but also that gets cardio and resistance training in there so what's resistance training I mean most of the time people think about the gym when we think about resistance training so when I say resistance training or strength training it's the same thing so this is where we're really putting weight on our muscles and our joints and our bones and that could be really heavy weight that could be very little weight like body weight exercises but that is all going to come under resistance training but the main way of this is in the gym lifting weights but you can also do at home workouts there's certain youtube videos even just doing like squats deadlifts i don't know lunges in your house can be classified as strength training but most of the time we're talking about the gym when we're talking about strength training so to be fair there's lots of different ways to do cardio there's slightly less amount of ways to do strength training so if we think about those two elements and how different they are how fundamentally different they are it's it's crazy and the fact sorry I'm just having a realization anyway uh, the difference between those is huge but the amount that we need to do is relatively the same in both elements and the reasons why we do both of these different training are very different but all play a really 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 vital role in our health and if you're a young person so if you're you know under the age of 20 even you know 30 under the age of 30 you're probably not worrying too much about your health or maybe you are but most of the time we're not really too massively worried about our health or our fitness. We're usually quite well off at this age, even if we don't exercise. 
But as soon as you're getting a little bit older than 30, and especially older than 50, exercise and a lack of exercise becomes quite apparent in our everyday lives. And this doesn't mean to say that below 30 you shouldn't exercise, by absolutely no means. There's multiple research that shows people that exercise for their entire life have a much healthier, happier, older life. So really, the longer you exercise in your life, the better. At 100 million percent, we know that. But we know that for people in their elder years to train and do cardio and do strength training is vital to be able to look after your health. Vital, vital. So why is that? So cardio for the main part is going to help with the health of your heart. That is the primal, prim, why do I keep saying primal or it's primaral and I know I keep saying that word today but it's the main point when it comes to cardio is heart health and fitness and that's mainly why people do cardio there's not really many other reasons unless you just love suffering (laughs) I love cardio okay but it is tough at times and it should be tough because you want it to be hard to see benefits But basically what happens with cardio training or cardiovascular training, and it's called cardiovascular training because it is beneficial to the cardiovascular system. So that is your heart and its systems. So your heart, your arteries, your veins, your capillaries, all of that, as well as the chambers of your heart. And one of a really cool thing that long-term training can do, I mean, there's multiple physiological changes in the body that happen over a period of cardiovascular training it's wonderful it's so interesting how the body changes and adapts to long-term training it's so fascinating but one of the ways that our bodies can do this is the left ventricle in our hearts so we have a left ventricle right ventricle and a left atrium and a right atrium in our hearts Uh, obviously they're the four chambers but there's so many complexities within the heart But the left ventricle is involved in pumping blood out of your body. Okay, so basically what happens over a long period of time of cardiovascular training, so that's regular cardiovascular training over a long time, your left ventricle of your heart, it actually expands. So the walls within your left ventricle get bigger. And you might be thinking, is that a good thing? Like, that doesn't sound good. It is a good thing. And the reason why that is, is because the left ventricle can fill up with blood, uh, more blood than a person's heart who is less trained. And that means you can pump out more blood in one beat than someone who maybe doesn't do any cardio training. And why is this beneficial? So obviously the blood in the heart and the blood in our bodies carry oxygen and that beat carries blood and oxygen and nutrients to our muscles. And when we exercise, around 80% of our oxygen, our uh, blood goes, well, our blood, and therefore oxygen goes to our muscles. And that's a huge output, huge output of, of blood and oxygen to our muscles when we exercise. And that makes us more efficient at exercise. And it also makes our heart have to work much less hard well, less harder to um, sustain our bodies. So basically, I mean, I'm hoping that my left ventricle is bigger than than someone who hasn't done any cardio. Uh, I've trained my entire life. I've always done cardio. I was a swimmer when I was younger. Still am a swimmer today. But I was a competitive swimmer and I've I've just exercised my whole life. I've always loved it. I've never stopped exercising. 
uh, and my hopefully my left ventricle is nice and big. <laughs> and it can, so right now my um, heart is should be pumping more blood per beat uh, than p- someone who hasn't done much exercise in their life. And that means that my heart has to beat less throughout the day. So this might be why you might have a, a low heart rate things like that and maybe why someone who doesn't do much cardio has a higher heart rate between 60 to 100 is a normal heart rate uh, so your rest and heart rate I'll tell you quickly how you can actually test your rest and heart rate your rest and heart rate is a fantastic way of measuring your heart health and your fitness it's a very simple and maybe not the most accurate way of doing so but it's a super good measure to kind of know how your heart is operating and you can do that by just finding the vein in your wrist or your neck and I'm sure everyone's felt the the vein in your neck push a little bit harder under your chin um, in the kind of right up at the top of under your jawline and then push upwards I'm sure we all know where that is you can feel your heartbeat there or if you take your thumb on your left hand and kind of run follow the line of your thumb and you can hold that on your wrist and you should feel your heart rate there. What you can do there is you can calculate or count the amount of beats uh, your heart does in a minute and if it is 60 to 100 you're within the normal range, uh, normal healthy range. Obviously if you're closer to 100 depending on your age it might be a good or a bad thing. Most of the time I would say closer to 100 is quite high, but it's still within the normal range. But of course, there is hundreds of reasons why your heart rate rate might be the number that it is. And if you are concerned about your heart rate, whether that's too low or too high, go along to your doctor and ask them to figure that out. But the heart rate for your resting as well is quite hard to get a really accurate picture of because a lot of the time we're not really that rested and obviously if you've been sitting down for a couple hours or something you're probably going to be quite rested but as soon as you start to measure your heart rate you might get a little bit more stressed (laughs) because you're like I really want this to be low Uh, but if you have a a watch or a sports watch that looks at your heart rate that can be quite a good way of course that's quite inaccurate but it's nice to see Uh, so also don't be alarmed if your heart rate is below 60 if it as long as it's not kind of below I would say 35 even that's really low I think the lowest my heart rate has ever been was 38 uh, and I, to be fair I wasn't really I didn't really like that that much that felt quite low but now my, my heart rate kind of sits at 46 to 48 uh, beats per minute and basically what that is telling me is that my heart has to work uh, doesn't have to work really hard to get the blood to my body, to my body, to my muscles, to my bones, to wherever it is needed in that moment. And if you think about your body as a car, for instance, or maybe that's not a good example, but really when you come to your muscles, your organs, all these things, you know, the more wear and tear it goes through, probably the less likely it's going to be healthier over time. So really with your body, you're wanting to put as least strain on it as possible with things like poor diet or lack of exercise and things like that. And exercising, specifically cardio for the heart, is going to keep your heart healthy by making it work really hard sometimes in exercise. And then when you're resting, you are your heart is very much very relaxed and pumping very slowly well not very slowly but pumping nice and slowly so that it can get the oxygen to your muscles in a very um, relaxed state which is really important and exercise will do that 
exercise will help train your heart into being more efficient over time and that is what you do with cardio that's a very long-winded way of telling you that uh, cardio is going to be massively important for your heart health and for your fitness even things like getting out of breath quickly you'll probably have that if you're less physically active and that might be a measure of your cardiovascular fitness as well but also just if you are a person who does cardio uh, that's a good measure of your cardiovascular fitness but whether that's running you know swimming cycling whatever it is that you enjoy just make sure you're doing it and make sure you're doing it regularly so you can see these benefits of your heart as well cardio also has an important role in weight management and of course uh, keeping you nice and fit and healthy for a long period of time I mean there shouldn't really be ever a time that you don't do any exercise and there shouldn't really ever be a time where you don't do cardio unless you're ill recovering from something but if you feel good and you you, there's no reason why or a doctor hasn't told you that you should you know not do any cardio then you should be doing cardio if you feel good or there's nothing wrong with you Okay, so why on earth do people do weight training? What is that about? Why is that important? Weight training is vital, vital. I cannot tell you how important this is for muscle, uh, bone, even postural. So for your posture, people who sit a lot but also don't go to the gym might have more issues with posture uh, over time. Also things like injuries, so like shin splints, um, joint and muscle pain, Uh, tendon pain that's more likely to happen if you don't go to the gym as well as you won't necessarily look muscly or toned and this is kind of the problem when people just do cardio and no weight training is that maybe you know you see that a lot runners or things like that don't go to the gym super super skinny but don't have that same muscular tone around the muscles which is vital for your health and especially when you get older the muscles surrounding your bones uh, need to be constantly worked constantly targeted in the gym or other resistance training so we can keep those muscles strong and prevent the degradation of muscle and bone that happens over time with old age and of course as well with long-term and lifelong exercise lifelong resistance training we see much healthier elder populations much healthier bones much healthier joints less likely to get osteoporosis which is a frailty in the bones which causes breakages things like that we also know in the elderly that falls are like a hundred percent death sentence for a lot of elderly people if you take movement away from an elderly person they will quite quickly decline which is a horrible horrible statistic but it is one that is very very real so if we can try and prevent falls as much as possible this is done in the gym being and doing resistance training I think this is so counterintuitive to me because when you see an older person I don't know carrying their shopping or something your first instinct is to go over and take off them but that could actually be massively massively destroying an elder person's health and there's stories about this um, that you hear uh, so like a woman that I was this is kind of this is from like a I can't remember where this story was from, but it's a good example. So a woman every day had to walk up a hill to get to the shops and every day she would go to the shops to get fresh bread and milk. And one day, you know, if she had a fall, she wasn't able to do that anymore, very quickly would decline into um, sitting all the time, not being able to get up. And then, of course, very sadly, um, an early death. And this is the, the difference. So... 
making sure that elderly people train and move and get to the gym and put resistance on their muscles and bones and do that for a very long time throughout their life, that's going to help maintain health for a longer time. It's so, so important. And for young people, number one, it's going to help you in in your elderly years. It's also going to help you every year that you get older, but mainly as well for reaching your peak bone and muscle mass. So around 35, that's a good time. So it can happen anytime between, I think, 21 to 35. But don't quote me on that. It's definitely 35. But the lower age, I think, is 21 or 25. Don't quote me. But anyway, that is called the peak bone mass. And this is where your bones are going to reach its peak. So it could reach its peak at 21. It could reach its peak at 35 and then start declining. So that's what you want. You want to prolong that for as long as humanly possible so that when it does start to decline your bone and muscle mass, particularly bone mass, you're going to have a healthier, longer life because you've started to decline quicker than you would have done. And this is really important with going to the gym uh, or just resistance training in general. That's going to help prevent early decline of bone and muscle and also to make sure that you keep your health for a long time. So weight training as a young person is more than just looking good, looking toned, building muscle, you know, all that. It's actually vital for well-being, vital for longer life, um, for life expectancy and making sure that you stay healthy for a long time. It's so, so important and people don't understand it. And to be honest, I think it's a good thing that the gym is blown up for aesthetics because it's going to save a lot of people health wise of course that being said the amount of exercises that are performed incorrectly in the gym is an epidemic so if you are starting out with the gym please do get a very uh, good personal trainer or you could try doing exercises uh, in a slow way get some advice from the people that work in your gym or people that you know know what they're doing. It's so important to make sure that you're doing exercises correctly with the right form. Uh, So, so important. I also have some tips on that in my eight-week glute guide that you can find on my website if you are interested in training specifically with your lower body. I have tips on form in that. Uh, So go and check that out if you are interested in that. But really, it's so important to go to the gym at any age, um, exception of young young children. <laughs> I think that the kind of the best place to start going to the gym or doing some kind of really heavy weight is around 16 and up. But that doesn't mean that as a child, you can't do some other kind of resistance training, uh, you know, without big massive weights in a gym (laughs) you know but also if you are someone who doesn't like the gym hates it with a fiery passion you can also do things like climbing pilates bodyweight exercises it doesn't need to be at the gym and to be honest I would say that the gym would work quite well for most people because of the very available progression that the gym has it has more weights it has each incremental increase in weights has lots of different types of exercises it has resistance machines it has free weights it has racks it has cables you know there's lots of different options for people less so at your own home 
and less so than things like YouTube videos. But I do think that bodyweight exercises are fantastic. I think if you are someone that goes to the gym and doesn't do any bodyweight exercises, have another look at that one because certain bodyweight exercises are really difficult and very good for your health. So things like pull-ups, push-ups, um, even bodyweight squats, really focusing on form. Also things like dead hangs, so where you just hold on to a bar and hang with your body weight that is really really good for your overall musculature as well so doing body weight exercises can be really really difficult but also so important for a lot of different things so explore that too uh, a lot of body weight exercises will always be difficult just by the nature of, of gravity and the way that they kind of the method it takes to do them so body weight exercises definitely should not be shied away from they are fundamental but of course I think the natural progression of more weight and more resistance progressive overload that you get in the gym is quite unmatched in comparison to other places or at home or at places where you don't have access to that but I don't want people to be in the gym if they absolutely despise it there's always another way of doing things so please do be true to yourself and be true to what you love and find a way around that as long as you're doing enough resistance training as long as you're doing enough cardio I am so happy with that but the main thing is combining both cardio and weight training as well as stretching and it's not what I'm talking about in this video but stretching is so important for flexibility flexibility is linked to injuries postural issues as well as uh, falls things like that so if you can chuck in some stretches at the end of your sessions please 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 do that not talking too much about it but so important as well but the government guidelines i'll go for you quickly for cardio is at least 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity training and 74 sorry or <laughs> 75 minutes of vigorous training a week so a quick way to assess whether you're in moderate or vigorous uh, activity if you can talk quite easily during your cardio so say if you're running next to someone and uh, you're talking to them can you talk to them quite easily can you hold a conversation obviously not like you would be sitting down but can you hold the conversation quite easily? That would be in moderate training. And if you were running the same, you know, but in a faster pace or maybe you're finding it really difficult, so that would be vigorous training. Can you talk? Is it really difficult? If it's really difficult to talk and you can just get a couple words out, that is vigorous training. So if you're doing a lot of vigorous training, you only need 75 minutes of that. And if you're doing uh, moderate training, you need 150 minutes of that. So 150 minutes equates to about two and a half hours a week of cardio and 75 minutes equates to about an hour and 15 of vigorous. So pick one of those. You can do a combination as long as you're doing enough cardio on that. And for weight training, it's about two sessions a week, two full body sessions a week at least of um weight training and I would say as well that uh, when it comes to these guidelines this is a guideline it's a minimum requirement so if you can do more than this then 100% but the amount of people that struggle to get this is massive and I do not blame you because the current life that we all live in this society is go 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 sitting all the time always work so difficult to get enough um, exercise in but please do try and prioritise as much as you can, even if you just do one session cardio, one session weight training, even if you just do a tiny little bit 
to sort you off. It is so much better than nothing. So leading on to that, I'll tell you a little bit about what I'm doing just now uh, and what my kind of current training split is. And it's a little bit different, I think, probably to most personal trainers or uh, whoever else professionals might do but I love I love exercise I love training my day doesn't really feel right if I don't exercise Uh, and I love so many different types of movements that I I find it really difficult to fit everything in uh, at times especially because I'm so busy but for cardio uh, I'm currently so this is currently I've not been doing this for a super long time uh, currently I'm doing uh, swimming and running and again this kind of puts into what I'm doing what I might be possibly training for that you might find out about next week if I am gonna do it <laughs> uh, so currently I'm it's I'm doing at least three but more four sessions of cardio a week so that looks like two pool sessions two runs uh, mainly focusing on endurance I'm always an endurance girly <laughs> I've always been better at endurance than sprints that's just the way my body works and you'll probably find that as well if you are someone who trains a lot or if you're someone who's getting into it you'll probably find you prefer one or the other so you either prefer super high intensity you know going really fast type of training or you'll prefer longer distances slower paced training and that's definitely me, uh, if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, been following my podcast for a while, I think it was two years ago, we did a couple things and I did uh, 40,000 metres in the pool in the month of August for the Samaritans. And that was really, really great. And uh, to be honest, I did, I think it was like 2,500 metres four times a week, which was pretty doable actually and then I did a one-off session that was 5,000 metres non-stop and that, I can't remember how long that took me now but I think it was an hour and a half of constant swimming with tumble turns uh, didn't take a break once uh, and I did 5,000 metres in an hour and a half and that was like such an amazing amazing challenge and one that I so loved so that kind of puts into perspective uh, how much I just really resonate with this type of training with endurance training with training in general I love exercise I love how it makes me feel I love how it's changed my um, body not just the way it looks but also the way I function, the way I can pick up sports and do things. And I feel so momentously grateful for the uh, influence I've had for a long time of exercise. And I've definitely been massively privileged in that way of not always, you know, I didn't get into it super late. I was always exercising from a young age. So that massively gave me a head start in the health space and the fitness space. So I'm so grateful for that. Anyway, uh, also next what I do two gym sessions a week Uh, ideally I would like to do more but because of the training that I'm doing just now uh, I can't do any more but I focus mainly on legs at the gym legs and core with a tiny bit of upper body meaning uh, I mean mainly because we do a lot of climbing as well so we're aiming to get two two sessions of climbing in a week as well so that kind of goes with my upper body training and the type of climbing that we do we do like it's called lead climbing so you you lead with a rope kind of attached to you but you're not attached to the top of the wall and you clip in the rope as you go up and it's massively upper body massively core 
it's also kind of emotionally draining it's a little bit scary you could fall quite far but it's so fun and rewarding really enjoy that so end up doing I think it's about six or seven three four five six seven it's about about like eight sessions but we do like a couple double days just now and that might sound absolutely mental and it is a little bit mental to be honest but uh, I think because I like so many different sports and I have so many different goals with training I have a lot of fun doing it like this and it actually believe it or not it gives you a lot of energy training like that and it's so rewarding to me I love it so so much but I don't know if I would necessarily recommend to everyone to train this much I definitely wouldn't recommend to most people to train that much Uh, and it's very much an individualized thing for me Uh, something that like I specifically do for myself uh, for a, a number of different reasons so please don't think that at the end of this podcast you need to be training eight times a week eight out of seven days a week please don't do that I also do take a rest day uh, so please don't think you need to do that it's so specific and individualized to the person that is training you know sometimes it's optimal for someone to train twice or three times a week and not you know twice a day for two days and four days left you know So don't think for a second that that's the case. It's so individual and subjective to each person. But that's really how I get everything in based on cardio and resistance training. I also do a lot of stretching after my gym sessions as well. But I would love to know your thoughts on this episode, your favourite, favourite exercises. I'd love to know what you do for sports. Let me know. Give me a message uh, letting me know your favourite sport. Uh, also, do please like this episode on the social media that you have found it on, or if you don't do that, please do rate it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share it with anyone that you think might enjoy it. And uh, I hope, I really, really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I actually think it's been like 50 minutes. It feels like it's been like 50 minute podcast. I've just been rambling on and on. This is at the start. I was like, nah, you can't talk too much about sport. And here we go, like 60 million hours later, and I'm blabbing on about sports for this long. So maybe I should retract that entire statement. But I really hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. Uh, let me know uh, if, ooh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens next week. We'll see. So stay tuned and be alert for next Sunday on that. See what's coming. Uh, who knows? But I really, really hope you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.